Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Today is Tuesday. It's the 27th of February, 2018. I'm coming at you once again from the mobile studio. Let's get that contact info posted, and then we'll jump in with this segment of the show, at least. I have a voicemail, which is 206-745-2731. Or if you'd like to contact me by sending an email or recording your own voicemail, the email address is firearmscafe at gmail.com, all one word, firearmscafe at gmail.com. Over on the website, which is firearmscafe.com, I do have buttons for Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can check those out if you'd like. There is also a PayPal donation button. If anybody would like to donate, it would be greatly appreciated. All right. On the last show, we had talked about a tweet that Trump had sent out about a week ago. I think it was on the 22nd or so. Anyway, he was talking about how he wanted to stop the sale of of bump stocks, which basically means a ban. He wanted to up the uh, universal background check and to really include with an emphasis on uh, mental health, what, you know, whatever that means. And then he was also thinking and talking about maybe upping the age to be able to purchase a long gun and to be fair I don't know if he just means a rifle or an AR-15 specifically or if he just means all long guns to in- include shotguns things like that so it's Tuesday now and most of us are none too happy with that and I guess was it yesterday he had lunch with LaPierre and Cox of uh, the NRA, and in, supposedly he may be sort of walking back some of the stuff that he said. I I don't know. The guy is such a loose cannon, and whenever his ego is involved, it's always kind of a dicey thing. So, and it's like I said before, you know, he's very he seems to be very easily led and seems to be probably more importantly, very easily manipulated. And again, whoever can kind of stroke his ego and make it seem like this is going to make you look good or this is going to be, you know, this is going to be a great idea that you had, sir, that type of thing. You know, and it's also that deal, I think, that he is the kind of guy that he's used to, and we've talked a little bit about this before, but he's used to just sort of spouting stuff off and other people make things happen. And then when he sees that things have happened, he's used to sort of taking credit for that. And I, you know, I had a boss a long time ago that would say, okay, I want you to do something and I want it done this way. And you would do it that way. And then he would come back and kind of yell at you and say, well, why did you do it this way? This isn't what I wanted. 
and you'd go, well, this is exactly what you told me to do. And he's like, no, I didn't. You didn't understand. You weren't paying attention, blah, blah, blah. And eventually I learned, and I learned pretty quickly, oh, okay, what this guy wants is just an end result. And he thinks he cares about how it gets done, but he really doesn't. He just wants the result that he wants. And so I learned he would say, oh, I want you to you know, do this and do it this, these specific steps. And I'd just be like, yeah, whatever. And then I, w- I knew what the end result was. And so I would just get the end result done. And then he'd come back and he'd be like, oh, man, this is great. I was wondering. But then he had the idea that his instructions had been followed when most of the time they hadn't been. So, and I think Trump's that kind of a guy that he's used to just saying, you know, boy, it'd be great if uh, this golf course got built and then somebody else handles and does all the details for him. And so I don't think he's been too used to being in situations where it's really super adversarial. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, this is just sort of my take on stuff. So, you know, what do I know? But anyway, it will be interesting to see if he does walk any of this stuff back if, uh, or if he's going to kind of dig in his heels. I'm still sort of amazed at the amount of people that say, oh, you know, don't you worry, he's, he's playing that, you know, 3D chess and everybody else is is playing, you know, checkers or something like that. I just don't, I, I really just don't believe that's the case. I mean, you, do you look at the thing with DACA where he didn't even know what a clean bill meant? He says stuff that, in, 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 and he's supposed to be this great negotiator, but then he says stuff that basically is like, oh, okay, well, I'll give you whatever you want type stuff and then his own his own team and his own side is like oh well sir you know maybe you, you probably meant to say this because we don't want to do that and so anyway uh, this little segment may be kind of short just because I don't have too much to add right now because we, we're going to kind of have to wait unfortunately and just sort of see what happens now a lot of people think that he's real super pro Second Amendment and real pro-gun. And I think he does have some probably pro-gun leanings. I don't know how deep those things run. You know, he has said some some of the right things after there were some incidents where you could look that the, uh, the gun control side sort of wanted to kind of push an agenda. And it seemed like he really wasn't having too much of it. Again, at that point, who who knows who was around him at that time? Who knows who had his ear? Who knows who was able to sort of talk him down or talk him off the ledge type stuff? And I don't want to run the, the guy down all the time. But as you know, he's not my... He, he wasn't my first choice. And he's such a loose cannon that it's hard to know what side on anything he's going to come down on. Now, he did do some stuff, I, I, you know, and he has some good ideas with, with trying to get some corporations and companies to come back and get some industry back. He has some good ideas on that. But then in other things, it, it seems like he doesn't, 
even with that, and he's supposed to be this great businessman, even with that, it seems like he doesn't really understand what tariffs are going to do and all this other stuff. So anyway, I think I'll go ahead and uh, draw the segment to a close. And in the next couple of days or so, uh, we'll pick up again when I have a little bit extra time. Uh, I know I'm going to be doing some parking lot duty, kind of waiting for my daughter on some stuff again in the coming week. So in the next couple of days. So, all right, I'll talk to you guys then. Okay, I am back, and I'm once again in the truck in the parking lot. I've got the windows rolled down a little bit, so you may hear a little bit of excess noise, or environmental noise, I guess. Wow, it has been... Uh, a couple of wild days. It's out. Oh, um, it's Thursday, March 1st right now. So on Tuesday, I thought, well, maybe he'll walk some stuff back, but it doesn't seem like he is. And I saw a couple of things, and probably a lot of you guys have already seen some of this stuff, but I... Uh, Usually with, with Trump, I'd say, oh, you know, maybe I was a little surprised or I was, you know, it didn't, re you know, the extent, I'm kind of flabbergasted with some of this stuff. But anyway, he made comments. So Pence was talking, I think, I'm pretty sure it was Pence was talking, the little blurb that I saw. And he was saying, oh, you know, if, if we're going to do stuff with the mental health and, and basically we need to make sure that we really get on top of this and enforce stuff and make sure we go to court and make sure that nobody's due process gets stepped on, that type of thing. And then Trump basically says, and I'm sure a lot of you guys, like I said, I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard this already, but he basically says, well, you know, in this case with this crazy man, you know, I like the thing of where we go and take the guns first and then we go to court. And so due process comes second. I'm just like, what, what, you know, what are you saying? I mean, whether you're pro-gun, anti-gun, whether you're middle of the road, whether you're, you know, pro-abortion, pro-anti-abortion, however you want to say it, you know, whether you're pro-war on drugs, whether you're anti-war on drugs pretty much the bedrock, one of the bedrocks of our government, and well, and what I should say, that what, what is supposed to be one of the bedrocks of our government, and the thing that's supposed to make us different than every other country out there, is the fact that we have due process, is that you are not presumed guilty, and you have to prove your innocence. So, again, I am kind of taken aback by some of the stuff that he said. If we look at what, what he also said on, and I think he was talking to uh, Toomey, I think. And what he had said was that he was going on about how, well, you can't buy a handgun when you're uh, when you're under under 21 
but yet you can go and buy the weapon that was used in these shootings. So again, you know, it, 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 he's crossing into that mentality of, you know, you blame the object and not the person. And then he was kind of, you know, Toomey was saying, he was like, oh, well, you know, I know why, or Trump was saying to Toomey, I know why you're, you know, you're not doing this, why you haven't addressed this stuff, is because you're afraid of the NRA. And, you know, he gives this kind of smug look and like how he's, like how Trump is saying, well, I'm not afraid of the NRA, you know, I, I like them, but I'll do what needs to be done. I, they're not going to basically boss me around. You know, you don't have to agree with them all the time. And then Toomey was basically saying, well, you know, it's, it's not because of the NRA. It's basically because there are literally millions of people from the age of 18 to 20 who, whose rights would be, Second Amendment's rights would, would be infringed upon if they, if we enact this. And, you know, Trump was basically kind of given that, you know, smug look and about like, oh, you know, I hear where you're coming from, but he, he doesn't. So is this a betrayal of, the, of his base? Now, again, I don't really consider myself to be part of his base. Hey guys, you've been time warped once again. The first part of the podcast, you got time warped from Tuesday to Thursday, and now you're getting time warped from Thursday to Sunday. And so today is actually the 4th of 2018 in March. On Thursday, we had to have a little bit of an abrupt end. My daughter had gotten out of her event a little earlier, and so I didn't have quite as much time as I thought I was going to. However, I think some of the things we were talking about was that uh, toward the end that on uh, I thought maybe Trump was going to walk some stuff back and it didn't really seem like he was. And this was on Thursday. And of course, as of today, I don't really see much that's any different than that. A lot of people in the ensuing week have been asking questions. Is this the betrayal of Trump? Is this the betrayal of his base? And again, that's what I was kind of touching on at the very end on Thursday. And I don't know if it really is. I don't know if this is how the guy has sort of felt the whole time. Maybe it is. But really, the most disturbing thing is the willingness to get rid of due process. And the more I thought about that, the more I kind of came to the conclusion he doesn't maybe really understand what due process is. Everybody always says, well, he's playing this 3D chess. And I just don't think that's what's what's happening here. If you actually watch some of the footage of what happens, and you can go and, and easily find it online, and you can see the statement that he makes about due process. And it's not like with that statement, he was giving a different voice to maybe a reporter or somebody. He was doing that to his vice president, the the number two, the guy that's supposed to be his right-hand man. You know, Pence basically set it up on the t-ball stand for him to let him knock, knock it out of the park, and he didn't do it. 
you know, that's where you get that whole thing of, you know, pens. So anyway, I don't want to keep rehashing it. I, I am in one way just kind of flabbergasted that they would let him do some of this stuff. You know, I don't really, I don't know truly how insider stuff worked at the White House. The one thing I know that the president sort of does have is the bully pulpit. So who knows? Maybe they just figure, well, we'll just let him get up there and run his mouth and then we'll do damage control later and people will just see it as business as usual with this guy. But getting back to the whole Pence-Trump dynamic thing, I guess my point with that would be that you would think that they would be on the same page. They're supposed to be on the same team. And that's why you see people like Feinstein and, and Schumer and these guys are so gleeful. If you look at, at, look at Dianne Feinstein and look at her, her hands are clasped together and she has what can only be described as pure joy on her face. She cannot believe what she's hearing. And I think it's because she realizes that when Trump is saying, hey, Diane, you put all your stuff on this bill, and Toomey, you put your stuff on here too, and, and somebody else gets something on here to get this age restriction in, and let's get all this in one big thing, and then let's sort of pick and choose stuff, and then some stuff will go out, but a lot of stuff will, will stay in. And then we'll get this thing done and, and we'll do something. That's why she's so happy. It's not that she thinks, oh, this guy is going to go back on it later. It's that she thinks he may actually try and push some of this stuff through and she may actually get a lot of the stuff that she has been fighting for pretty much her whole career pushed through by an actual Republican president. So go back and watch those videos. Go back and watch those little news conferences and look at her face. When you when they have camera angles, because she is kind of, I think she's behind him and to his, what would be, I think, to his left. So kind of look over his shoulder and look at her face. It's just, it's beaming. It's joy. It's like she has been a little girl who has been taken to the, to the puppy mill and said, you get to take home five puppies. Any five you want, doesn't matter, just pick them out. And she is just, she cannot believe it. Again, with this guy, I think he, when he is saying this stuff, that's pretty much what he means. That's what comes out of his mouth. Is And I think he is probably pretty sincere about it. And when you saw that the cameras were on him, and here's another thing, you know, he's supposed to be a Republican president, but it seems that he takes great delight and joy in dressing down members of his own party that presumably he's invited to the table to be part of this negotiation. And it seems that anything that will contribute to his own aggrandizement is not off the table. So even though the guy does say some of the right things every once in a while, I don't really think he cares at all about the Second Amendment. I, I think it's a non-issue to him. And I've talked about this stuff before in that no matter what happens, no matter what law is passed, no matter what restrictions come down the pipe, 
he and people like him, and especially the politicians, they'll get anything that they want. If they want to have, uh, let's say if AR-15s are banned tomorrow, or standard capacity magazines, so 30-round mags are banned tomorrow, their security details, you better believe it, are going to have them. And if they wanted one for their own private protection, for to have one as a backup in their house, and they wanted to get trained on it, and they wanted to have one for, for them, for their personal use, they're going to have it. They're never going to be held accountable or held liable for any of that stuff, even though they would clearly be breaking, you know, presumably whatever law or ban was in place. We see guys like Schumer. We see guys, uh, people like Feinstein, when they want to get a concealed carry permit and when they want to carry a gun because they feel threatened, they do it. You know, ultimately they know for them it's just a phone call. Or it's probably not even a phone call for them. It's they look to their assistant and they say, by the end of the day tomorrow or before I leave and walk out of here to go to lunch, I want my permit done and I want to have a firearm with a holster or whatever here for me make it and and it's done it's you know there's make make no uh have no doubt about it i guess i should say so anyway kind of getting back to trump again i'm wondering if somebody has gotten into his ear and has sort of told him something along the effects of you know what you are going to be the one who actually does something that is reasonable and is positive about guns. So I wonder if they've, behind the scenes, people have been stroking his ego and and whispering sweet nothings into his ear, both on Republican and Democrat. Because believe me, just because they say they're Republican does not mean that they're pro-gun. Don't fool yourself. Uh, and if they could get some gun control issues that maybe secretly they harbor, if they could get that through and blame it on Trump, they're going to do it. So it's the same thing with Ryan when he took the Hearing Protection Act off the table. You know, we kind of see how he really feels. It's the same thing with Flake, who's the senator out here, Jeff Flake, who's a senator out here in Arizona, who's basically saying, bravo, you know, get this age raised up, do this, do that. This guy is retiring. He's retiring because he's so unpopular with the base out here that he knows he's not going to win. So he's bowing out. And the whole time he's been saying, you know, part of the reason is, oh, I, you know, Trump is so horrible. Trump is so bad. We can't do anything. And so I'm going to kind of continue the fight somewhere else. Well, that's a total lie. If you were going to continue the fight, you would do everything you could to get reelected and you would stay in and you would try and go uh, fight him on policy issues. But he's not doing that. He's bowing out. Anyway, Flake has never been really a strong friend to the gun community out here in Arizona. So same with McCain. McCain is is no good. But uh, And not to speak ill of him or wish ill of him, but he uh, has, uh, I think, some brain cancer or, or a brain tumor or something like that and and you know so I, I wish him a speedy recovery but the reality is he probably should have retired five six years ago he probably should have stepped down but anyway enough of that let's get back to my 
my favorite orange little monkey, which is good old Donald Trump. Um, I wonder if people are again saying, you know, you can do something, Mr. President, that even Obama couldn't do. You know, you can do something that outpaces him. He wanted to get some stuff done. He wanted to get reasonable stuff done. But boy, you'd really show him if you did that. I wonder if something like that is going on. You know, where they're telling him, you know, guess what? You can be the one, in all capital letters, the one who finally makes history by making a real difference on the gun debate. It's hard to say. Um, I guess maybe we should talk again about some other people out there, uh, meaning his base, and how are they going to react? What are they going to do come 2018? What is the Republican Party going to do if Trump is out there basically selling one of the core beliefs of the, of his base down the river, or, or and that's what the perception is. You know, look, this guy is going to make it to where maybe there's no longer it's not allowed to have private sale of firearms anymore. All sales of firearms has to go through a federal an FFL check has to go through a background check has to go through that. Well, the only way in in, in reality the only way that that can work is you would have to say for it to be truly effective you would have to say everybody has to go in and register their firearms because that way if i know that you know tony sells it to ken i see that tony had a glock 26 that was registered you know serial number 123 on this date they came into uh, abc firearms they did the background check, and now that pistol is registered to Ken, the Glock 26, serial number 123. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Otherwise, there's no way to, to keep track of it or to guarantee that it goes through. Now, again, from a, from a criminal standpoint, they're, ne they're never going to register them. If they got a stolen gun or something like that, or if they have, or let's say that they had bought guns that were uh, legal or, or handed down to them, and if they say you got to register them, well, they're not going to come in and register them. And some people would say, well, you know, maybe for all new guns, they would be registered. But the current guns you have wouldn't have to be. Well, then again, it doesn't work. It, you know, unless you know who's got what and who's selling what, it, it just doesn't work. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what plays out. I think that if Trump continues this type of stuff, in 2020, he's not going to get reelected. And maybe he doesn't want to be. Maybe he's just like, you know what? Four years will be enough, and then I am out. I'll have um, done my accomplishment. I don't know if his ego uh, will let him not run in 2020, if it's the kind of thing where he's like, you know, hey, uh, Bush got two terms, Clinton got two terms, Obama got two terms, I'm going to get two terms. So, you know, who knows? Anyway, I know I'm a little rambling here, but I it's it's hard to kind of stay focused when I don't I just don't have a handle on this guy. I probably do have a handle on this guy. It's that he's a buffoon and then he just blurts out whatever he whatever he says. He's got no master plan. He's just flying by the seat of his pants. And we just have to hope that 
when push comes to shove, if something important needs to get done, that the right people have his ear as far as we're concerned in the gun community. All right, let's step off of that uh, here for a second. Oh, and I guess before we finally take our final bow on this one or bring down the curtain, let me know what you guys think. I'd be really interested to know. I mean, do you, are, are some of you out there saying, well, yeah, he still is playing that 3D chess? Because here's what's going to happen. People will who are apologists for the guy are going to say, if all this stuff gets piled on in all these bills and then certain things they just don't get passed or the Republicans aren't going to pass it, they're saying, no way, we're not going to do this. This guy may be out of here in... 2020, but we're still planning on being here, so we can't do this stuff that he wants. So let's say if something like that happens, and none of it, there's much ado about nothing, then the people who are apologists are going to say, see, see, look what he did. He was so brilliant. He knew what he was doing this whole time. Man, he really suckered him. He trolled him. And again, I just, I don't think that's the case. But maybe you do. Like I said, if, if you actually think that, I think you and I are probably going to have to agree to disagree. I wouldn't be mad at you or think you're a big dummy or anything like that. But I, I again, I, I, I don't know that we're going to be able to really change my mind on that. I generally try and keep an open mind on stuff. But just from what I've seen so far of the guy, it doesn't seem like he's the brilliant rogue scholar that everybody's making him out to be. Again, remember he called himself a... a a genius and a very stable one at that. Most geniuses don't do that. Let's move on to a little bit different subject. I am going to today to put some photos on Instagram. And if you go over to the website, you can uh, click on the button over there and follow it over there if you'd like. Of some of the upgrades that I've got for the AK. And uh, I'm just going to, it'll be just a few photos of the stock that I have, and some of the other little uh, um, pieces so that I'm going to put up there and what I'm going to try and do. And uh, maybe later this week I might be able to get a video of me assembling some of that stuff and put that over on the YouTube channel. Uh, but we'll have to see on that. Sometimes stuff works out, sometimes it doesn't, as you know. Now, speaking of YouTube and Twitter and some of these other things, and, you know, I don't know, maybe Instagram as well, a lot of this stuff with the recent shooting, there has been so much negativity around it and so much kind of knee-jerk reactions where logic and reason has sort of gone out the window and you have companies like Google and, which, Google and YouTube, which are basically the same thing, uh, but they're going through and they're starting to put strikes on several of the gun channels. I don't know whether this stuff will blow over. They have been sort of doing this campaign for a while now where they have demonetized most gun channels. And now it seems what they're going through and doing is saying like, oh, this channel doesn't meet with our community guidelines. We received a complaint about it. And so... Now you've got strike one, and so you can't do live videos anymore. And then immediately, it seems they immediately follow up with, oh, there's this other video, so now you've got strike two, and you can't upload videos for a couple of weeks or so. And then if you get a strike three, then what happens is 
you're, you're gone. I guess you're banned maybe indefinitely. I don't know if you could come back with a, a different channel, but I don't know long-term how this stuff is going to work for those things. I mean, YouTube is so big, and there are so many other things on there that you would think, well, doesn't wouldn't this not meet your community guideline stuff as well? And it seems that some of the things that people get strikes for, you're like, well, I've seen, I've seen several other videos that are very similar to this, and they're not getting strikes. And I think it's just because they're, they're smaller channels. They're not kind of some of the big ones. There are several out there that are pretty big, whether you like them or not, um, isn't necessarily the point. It's that how do we, how do we fight? And I guess it would be maybe not necessarily censorship, but it would be part of it is censorship, but part of it would, would really fall under more like unfair or not even unfair, probably inconsistent business practices, which if you could show in a court, channel A, B, and C had the same type of stuff. They never got any censure. My channel, this channel, and this other channel, we all got strikes, and it's only because we are affiliated with firearms. And, and we didn't break any of the guidelines. We didn't. You can't show me anywhere where that happened. Uh, and sometimes, though, with those guidelines, they leave that stuff purposely vague and and open to the point to where you can interpret it any way that you want. So, you know, who knows? But I wonder if this stuff will blow over. Uh, if not, if this is a plan that they're committed to. Some people would say yes. Some people would say, oh, it's just sort of the it's the latest trend right now and if we, if we wait it out it will uh it'll blow over and things will kind of go back to normal now i don't know if the demonetization will if that will ever come back for the gun channels and again youtube is so big and they make so much money anyway that they can probably afford to take the hit which is kind of foolish business practices but I'd like to hear from you guys or if anybody has any uh, theories or inside scoops or anything like that or if you if you have a YouTube channel and you have gotten some strikes you've been shut down for really no reason that you could tell uh, there wasn't any copyrighted music or anything like that on your site so anyway I guess the whole thing is with YouTube I guess I will go ahead and keep that going uh, I don't have any reason not to and my, my channel is going to be so small, I doubt they even know it exists. And my channel name, too, is Every Blade of Grass. So it doesn't really, the average person wouldn't think that that would have to do with the firearms channel. They would probably think it had to do with like lawn service or something or you know, maybe a gardening channel. Who knows? So maybe I'll fly under the radar. But anyway... I am going to try and put up a, uh, a video on some of the AK stuff that I've got. I'm trying to think. I think that's going to about do it for today. Let me rack my little feeble brain here and see if there was anything else I wanted to impart to you. And I think that's going to about do it for now. So, like I said, I'd love to hear from you guys on pretty much any subject that you like. 
So again, if you would like to contact me, the voicemail is 206-745-2731. The email address to send in audio recordings or email is firearmscafe at gmail.com. All one word, firearmscafe at gmail.com. All right, I will talk to you next time.